Welcome to AEC Leadership Today, the podcast designed exclusively for engineering, architecture, and construction industry leaders who want to stay relevant and effective. The show takes on the most pressing issues facing the AEC industry and was created to help you and your firm grow and prosper in the 21st century. The host of AEC Leadership Today is Pete Atherton, a professional engineer and former AEC principal and owner turned AEC coach and consultant. And now, take a break from your never-ending to-do list and welcome Peter Atherton. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to the 17th episode of the first ever AEC Industry Podstorm. 21 straight days of podcast episodes designed to position you and your team for greater success in 2021 and beyond. Today, I want to focus on equity, diversity, and inclusion, and our need to do more as both the right thing to do and something that will need to be much better positioned to specifically address as we move forward. At the highest levels in our organizations, EDI, short for equity, diversity, and inclusion, may be on the agenda but it's often not a high priority. The problem with this is that better EDI is a high priority for many in our organizations, especially from the manager level down. And it's becoming an increasing priority and even a filter employee and client prospects are using to evaluate whether they want to work for or with us. Let me say that again. Better EDI is a high priority for many in our organizations especially from the manager level down. And it's becoming an increasing priority and even a filter employee and client prospects are using to evaluate whether they want to work for or with us. The fact is in 2021 and beyond, better EDI is likely to shift from being a nice to have to more of a have to have. So what does this mean for us as leaders and leadership teams? That's what I wanna focus on today. But I want to state here up front that we are an industry filled with great people, truly great people dedicated to serving society, solving real problems, and creating real opportunity. And part of the reason EDI is such a big deal for those in our organizations is because we attract great and caring people into our profession, people who want to make a difference and to serve others in society through both our infrastructure and action. Our great people want to be part of doing great things both at work and beyond. And initiating and or advancing our EDI efforts is a great way not only to make a difference, but is a great way to bring the best out of our people. And let me also state up front that many of us have been and are continuing to work on improving EDI, but even for those of us who have taken steps, do you know that it's been enough for you to retain the talent and clients you have? And do you know that it's been enough to make you more attractive and desirable for the talent and clients you'd like to have or need to have moving forward? I wanna focus today on how we can know with greater certainty that we're on the right track. So one of the helpful frameworks I've been given to think about how we can improve EDI is through the lens of organizational power and in particular positional power and how that either creates or limits our ability to take on tough issues and change organizationally when necessary. The fact is only those in positional power can truly engage others in an open dialogue about uncomfortable and or non-traditional topics. And the one in power doing so has to approach it from a place of deep interest, humility, and vulnerability. 
in order to create the conditions for safety and trust. Without the person in the power position reaching down and creating the conditions for safety and trust, the conversations don't happen. And even after the conversations, if the person or the people in power don't share or cede some of their power, change in terms of making things more fair or equitable, or in creating new and different opportunities for those currently not getting them, will never happen. Let me say that again. Even after the conversations, if the person or the people in power don't share or cede some of their power, change in terms of making things more fair or equitable, or in creating new and different opportunities for those currently not getting them, will never happen. There's a lot here and specific instances on how this plays out from a gender and ethnicity perspective are highlighted in the resources I'll be sharing. I have also found it helpful to think of EDI in terms of choices and progression. And what I mean by that is to have top of mind that we all have choices. And more and more people are exercising choice in selecting who they wanna work for and who they wanna work with on both employee and client levels. And that often it's an unspoken choice. And without deeper relationships and understanding, we often don't even realize the role any particular factor plays. There's also exercising choice in wanting to make a difference, which is where progression comes in. We can choose to begin to make a difference in terms of EDI, which typically has the following progression. We have an interest in taking it on, which then progresses to a willingness to engage, which then progresses to having the courage and humility to actually do so, and then to having the mindset and discipline to just listen, followed by being able to be uncomfortable and to listen more, and then to discuss before arriving at a better understanding. And then repeating the process, interest, engagement, listening, and discussion to a point at which our new understandings and relationships help inform some type of action. Very likely imperfect action, but action nonetheless to start with and to build a framework around. When it comes to EDI, we don't need to be perfect we just need to start and begin to make progress. This can seem like a lot, but the good news is I can link you right now to several experts in our industry focused on EDI from both gender and ethnicity perspectives. I will put links in the show notes to four past episodes of our podcast, one featuring Stephanie Slocum, former structural engineer and author of the book, She Engineers, one featuring Maya Sharfi former landscape architect and career coach and advisor to women, design, and mid-career professionals, and two episodes featuring Rico Kinningdongo, principal architect at DLR Group, one recorded prior to George Floyd and the more direct calls for greater social justice, and one recorded after. These are four powerful and insightful episodes, and I think spending four hours, just half of one day, taking in these conversations will dramatically increase your understanding and also provide you and your team with several concrete ideas and next steps you can use moving forward. Before we wrap here today, I wanted to arm you with a dozen questions in no particular order that I think more current and prospective employees and clients are likely to ask you with respect to EDI moving forward. Number one, what have you done to engage your team and organization in discussions about EDI? Number two, what have you done in terms of bringing in outside expertise to speak directly to any EDI-related opportunities and concerns 
in a safe and non-hierarchical way? Number three, what have you done in terms of engaging outside partners in building new relationships to help advance your EDI, including those associated with local MBE, WB, and DBE firms? Number four, what are your specific goals and objectives for EDI? Number five, what is your vision in terms of EDI? And how do you specifically define winning? Number six, what are your specific strategies, tactics, actions, KPIs, and key leading indicators to track results? And who's in charge of achieving those results? Number seven, how are your goals for EDI incorporated into your strategic plan? Number eight, what has been your most uncomfortable conversation in terms of EDI? Number nine, how have you seen bias play out in your organization? And what have you done to prevent it moving forward? Number 10, how have your recruiting and training and development practices and your hiring and your turnover statistics changed as a result of your EDI investments? Number 11, how have your investments in greater EDI improved your ability to serve clients and make better decisions? And number 12, how often do you meet as a leadership team to evaluate progress and make adjustments towards achieving your EDI goals? As leaders and leadership teams, we'll be better off and truly more positioned to succeed in 2021 and beyond if we're able to think through and clearly answer these questions. So in order to better attract, engage, retain, and get the best out of our people and clients alike, we need to prioritize and make better progress in terms of equity, diversity, and inclusion. Better EDI is also a direct way we can make a real difference, but it needs to start with a much deeper understanding and a desire for change, as well as a series of new and likely uncomfortable and courageous actions. All right, that's all for today. Please keep sending in your thoughts and comments about the Podstorm. I truly appreciate them. And I look forward to connecting with you in our next episode. In the meantime, please take care and stay safe. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of AEC Leadership Today. If you want to stay relevant and effective and take your growth and prosperity to new levels, it's time to take action. To learn more about how Pete can help take you and your firm to the next level, visit www.actionsprove.com. That's www.actionsprove.com. See you next time on the AEC Leadership Today podcast.